Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Richard and Austin. Hey guys. What's up? We are uh, back again. Austin was not on the... The Saturday uh, special. The Saturday special. It happens. Some just, Fridays are just You didn't get to busy. it in time. That's okay. Yeah. Some, sometimes you're just busy and you don't get to it. Good episode. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to hear your thoughts about it, but... I mean, just that... for a second of it, I thought it was a phenomenal episode. Boy, am I excited for next week. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, live-action Ahsoka, but... Yep. Hopefully they don't ruin it. I'm nervous to see the live-action Ahsoka. Because you don't know who Ahsoka is. Nope. No, because I'm just not sure... You didn't watch The Clone Wars? Go. No. No. Oh my goodness, you're missing out. And in, in the description of the thing, I, I wrote, you know... Like TLDR of the episode to watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, really. I was I was freaking out as soon as the other Mandalorians came in, and of course I had the subtitles on. It said yeah. uh, Bo Katan, and I'm like Bo Katan. Yeah, so I, could, I could tell just by the decals on her helmet. Well, yeah, I thought it looked familiar, Bo-Katan. but I thought they were just like paying homage to it. And then I saw that yeah. they started talking. I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah, I saw all that going on, and I was like. I don't know who the frick they are. Yeah. Anyway, listen to our Saturday special. Uh, hear us talk about The Mandalorian. I thought it was a good episode of the Saturday special. So, this week we're talking, though, about a different kind of nerdy subject. Oh, goodness. Spider-Man. Specifically, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a lot to say about this movie. And at the same time, there's nothing you can say about this movie. Nope. Kind of leaves you speechless, but like Jeremiah, it leaves the burning fire of God in your heart that you have oh to get gosh. out. No, yeah, I, I it's agree. one of those things where you you kind of, especially if you have history with it, you kind of enjoy it, yeah, and you kind of hate how much you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, and, it and was our first look at Spider-Man that wasn't animated. Yeah. So you kind of had to yeah. like it. Yeah. Which, we'll, we'll get into this in our first takes, but first I just want to say, uh, we had to end up watching this on Stars because Richard, I forget what movie it was for, Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein. You, I had, had to... you bought a month of Stars. Yeah. Because you tried, used your free trials already. Yeah. I heard an S I on that for like movie nights. Yeah. So. And so... We watch, we watch this on Stars, so I guess if you want to watch it, you either have to rent it somewhere or watch it, you know, yeah, get Amazon a free trial Prime of Stars if you have Amazon Prime. Rental. It's like three yeah. bucks to rent it on Prime. And you can do Prime or Hulu, I believe. You can get a seven-day free trial. Of Stars, yeah. And so um, if you do that, you should be able to have access to the movie. Yeah. And if you're like Richard and you've already used one, just use the other. You know, you can get a seven-day free trial of Hulu and then a seven-day free trial of Stars with your seven-day free trial of Hulu. Yeah. Honestly, if that's you're the like, way to go. If you're Big like brain. over twenty years old and you have a bunch of DVDs, look through them and it's probably in there. Yeah, you might have one. Yeah. But uh, all right, mo- moving on to to the quick takes. This is what I said. We'll we'll get to it. This movie is a, a classic. It's a classic movie. Oh. And you cannot tell me otherwise. This movie is the Marvel version of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. 
Ah. Uh, I don't know if I really consider you got it classic, you, but he's not can... wrong. You cannot tell me otherwise. Well, he's Richard, what's your wrong. what's your quick take? Thank you, Austin. Yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed it as a kid. Um, I still enjoy it now, but now that I'm older, I really just kind of cringe at a lot of the stuff that goes on in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same as Richard. As a kid, loved the movie. First look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man was like my favorite as a kid one of the tops and now that i'm re-watching it because it's been a number of years since i've seen it i cringe it's it's kind of a corny movie with uh the dialogue but the action is surprisingly good there's there's some quality action in there it's just it just did not hold up through time in my in my standards but it is a classic it's a good movie yeah and i I think there's there's a part in the body we can kind of uh get to and debate about whether or not it's a classic. <laughs> no, no, no. About uh, about the action, about the the direction. Okay, yeah. Like I guess we could just take it that road. But uh, time for the plot synopsis. I wrote this myself. I hope it captures the essence of the movie. Spider-Man is truly beloved in his hometown of New York City, but the problems for Peter Parker are just beginning. The appearance of an alien symbiote brings Peter a fresh suit and fresh attitude. Also. His friend Harry tries to kill him, then gets amnesia, then gets his memory back and tries to kill him again, then almost gets killed by Peter and does a bunch of other stuff. And the Sandman is actually Uncle Ben's killer, and he has a daughter backstory, and he teams up with Venom, and they do some stuff. And speaking of Venom, Eddie Brock is also a character in the film. He becomes Venom, and he does some other stuff. And Mary Jane is on Broadway, and then she isn't, and then she does some other stuff. I like it. Thank you. I mean, it, it gives you enough to be interested, but not enough to give away the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it gives away a good chunk, but it's it's also... Well, it's ten, it's almost 20 years old. Yeah. Well, this, yeah this so if you haven't seen it, it's kind of your own fault. This but... came out in 2007. Oh, never so mind. it's only 13 years old. Yeah. Which I didn't even... Re- I thought it came out like 2003 or 2005. Yeah, I thought it was earlier than that. But, oh I would have well. been 12. I was on a Bible Bowl trip, actually. I was 11. I forget where it, where it was. I think it was Nationals. We might have been in like Chicago. And one of my teammates, because he was unsheltered, got to like go and see it opening night. I think I was 10. Well, you're two years younger than me, so if I was 12, that makes sense. Yeah. Richard, I'm older than you? Apparently. Because you said you that, born? and I was like, oh, I guess I was 11 too. And then I thought about it, and I was like, what I was not 11. Born? 97. Oh, yeah. I was born in 96. Freaking baby. 95. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to start <laughs> talking about this movie with the scene. The scene. The scene. That scene. The two scenes put together, even if it's you want just, to think about like it, it's like a that. rough half an hour. Yes. Yeah, and you're sitting here watching it, and you're like, "Is this happening? Why? Why yeah. is this happening?" Yep. It was just like it's, it's. They were trying to build up so much of a character for him that they just made it look bad. But at the same time, you sit there and you watch it, and you're like. I can't turn my head away yeah. from this. It, it is it is a train. Wait a minute. Think of it in this perspective. You got the nerdiest kid in school who instantly is edgy. 
Is this not what it would look like? Maybe. I mean, I've heard that take, but I, I just think it's a it's a train wreck, and you you can't take off your take your eyes off. It. No. Yeah, it's kind of like agree. um, it's kind of like uh, what do what do they call it? Like rubbernecking. Uh, when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you drive by an accident, and you're like, "Wow, that's really bad," but you can't help. Yeah, you just can't but look away. Still look at it. Look, look to right. see if you you've got to find out if someone's dead. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> I died. Which is a horrible this. way of thinking about it, but that's kind of what you're looking for in this scene. Well, yeah, is, it's like the point of like, is this actually happening? Yeah, and it's like, why? What caused this? All right, I think enough beating around the bush. The scene we're talking about is, of course, if you've if you've seen the movie, I don't even know how to describe it. Peter puts on the black Spider-Man suit and struts around town. <laughs> um, yeah, he struts around town basically sexually harassing women, I guess. Uh, very mildly. I, I yeah, I think yeah, today. Very I mildly. Think today, at least at least catcalling. I would I would is. say it's at yeah. least catcalling. Yeah. He did he does that I don't even know what to call it, a slide in the Oh my gosh, the slide. To my lamp. <laughs> yeah. And he gives some finger guns. Finger yep. guns, pelvic thrusting. Yeah, he, wa- Honestly, he walks it's, in the store. It's how to pick yeah. up a woman 101. Yeah. So He goes shopping at some point yeah, and buys some fresh clothes. And then he comes oh, yeah. out and he hip thrusts a couple of times yeah. and then does the arm roll. I don't even know what to yeah. call it. Yeah, the thing. traveling call in basketball, but in a dance move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's still hip thrusting while he's doing it. Yeah, he is. it's uh, and I I'm not going to lie. So this is going to sound really awkward as I explain this, but the rhythm that he had was so smooth with the music that plays in the background. See, it was a little unnerving to watch. That's one of my favorite things about this movie is the score is phenomenal. They pick yeah, the perfect songs for every scene in this movie. And it, it hurts because of the movie of what it is. They they yeah. they had some wonderful music. It sounds wasted. Yeah. Like you watch, you visually see what happens on the movie, and you're like, I wish that they had not wasted such a good music score. Yep. But but they did. So you guys keep saying the word wasted, but this movie is a classic. It, I'm sure. pretty sure it grossed a ton too. I, like this was a big yeah. money making movie. Yeah, it was. It's just it's it, wild I'm... looking back on it now because we're comparing it to like what we have now today for superheroes. Like yeah. this movie compared to Endgame, it's two different sides of a coin. I, th- I think in that respect, uh, we can talk about Sam Raimi. His direction with the movie is. Is good. Yeah. What do you mean? Do you mean like the way he directs it, or do you mean like the direction that he decided to take the movie? And see, that's that's the thing is I don't think he decided to take this movie anywhere. I think you can watch the movie and physically feel the studio interference for the poor guy. Yeah, I think he was trying really hard to make it a dark movie. Because there yeah. really, really, at this point, hadn't been any dark superhero movies. 
like Spawn was a super old movie and that was kind of a darker superhero movie. Hellboy had been out. But this was like the first Marvel dark movie where they're trying to introduce this new villain who's never been on screen before and making it like a super evil presence. But all in yeah. that being a goofy 2007 CGI. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think if they hadn't interfered, he probably would have made this about the Sandman. Which, that's another thing. There are so many villains in this movie. Yeah, there are. Like, well, Hobgoblin. Well, no, Hobgoblin. Three, was, uh, three, yeah. yeah. He, well, he was a, a villain for a while, which completely underplayed. It made me upset even as a kid. Like, where did that guy go? The amnesia was useless for the storyline. And then he was evil for like 20 minutes of this whole movie. And then he suddenly good yeah. and dies at the end. Yeah. yeah. He got Darth Vader. He did. Except Darth Vader at least got like three movies. That's true. Yeah. Well, and people, and people still think he's really cool. Yeah. It's just, it, it made me upset as a kid and rewatching it. I'm just like, oh yeah. Like, the Hobgoblin is this really cool guy in the comics, and then he's got like zero screen time. Yeah. And, like, they, I think he also probably would have been in the movie. Because it, he's not dead. You've still got to have him in the story. Like, he's still there from the previous two movies. Right. right. So, he probably would have been in the movie also. But I'm not sure about the whole amnesia angle. Because I think the interplay of those two... I don't know. I think the interplay of him and the Sandman... Or, uh, of Peter and the Sandman. And of Peter and Hobgoblin. Of Harry... Would have been completely different because Sandman would have been the antagonist. I still think Harry might have been like his friend. Yeah, but instead, more but like instead, an anti-hero kind yeah. of. But role. instead, he had to fit Venom, and I guess you had to fit Eddie Brock in there. Yeah. So he's like, I need to shelve Hobgoblin, so I'll just give him amnesia and put him aside and not for worry about him a half for hour. Like, yeah, half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll bring him back in once, you know, Mary Jane dumps Peter. Yeah. And I mean, I just think that there was so much to work with. Mm-hmm. And I think once you start to get to that point, it's just too much. I mean, you kind of even see it play out in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they start to incorporate a whole lot of different characters. And you watch it and you're like, what is going on? Like, yeah. Why like they, is they Green Goblin showing up skin. and Electro? Yep. And then as soon as that's over, you know, and like the ending scene, they're like, yeah, oh, the look ending at Rhino. With Rhino and, and you're it's like, a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then, but at that point, you're like, okay, there's too many villains jam packed into this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way about, about, uh, Spider-Man three. And it's, that's that's what I'm talking about with studio interference is I can't believe that Sony can't learn their lesson that these movies Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 got panned. Yeah. Critics hated them. Yeah. And so how can you go through Spider-Man 3 where there's too many villains 
and have Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, where there's too many villains, and now say, oh, because Tom Holland is successful as Spider-Man, and we still own the Spider-Man brand, we'll do a Sinister Six movie. Which no, still hasn't you happened. You can't do that. Yeah. They well, just, the they works, get I too think. excited. Yeah, it's like they, they gotta hold it in. Mm-hmm. I've got to stop Which, opening and closing What this. worries me. Get it away from me. It really worries me about the next uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Because they're getting to the point where it's a successful movie, people love them. Now, are you going to keep a good franchise, or are you just going to make a huge movie and then just end it all? Yeah. yeah. Third time's a charm, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, well, these movies have been so great, everybody's loved them. Let's freaking vomit every single portion of Spider-Man well, it's, background it's, into one movie and see how it goes. It's the trilogy curse. Yeah. You either flop at three or you do really well with three and it takes off. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, going, getting back to, to Sam Raimi's direction, I think there's so much studio interference. I, I, I You can tell by watching it, but... Mm-hmm. Also, there's just there are some poor directorial choices, and it's confusing because Sam Raimi is a horror director, and I'm excited. Well, yeah, to he see... did Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, it was I'm my so it was gonna be my it was gonna be my most anticipated Phase Four movie when Scott Derrickson was at the helm, and now I'm just regular excited for it. It's probably not the one I'm most excited for. But it's like the one horrifying thing in this movie that you could do was Venom. Yeah. And why why did they massacre Venom like that? I was so upset with Venom. <laughs> yeah, it was... The, the issue that I had with it is Venom is one of like my favorite characters... In Marvel. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously not in the MCU because he's not there. But, I mean, as soon as... Like, so I I really like the Venom character. You you saw the Venom movie, what, four times? I've seen the Venom movie many... I I saw it about three or four times. I saw it about three or four times in theaters. Watched it on uh, DVD probably two or three more times through Redbox because I liked it that much. And... It's also included with uh, the stars thing. So, if you see and it so I've seen it through stars. Um, and so like, I really love the Venom character. And it, all, it really kind of started when I was a kid. There was a Spider-Man video game that was based on like the 90s uh, TV show. Was it the, the side-scroller one? Where you're like kind Maybe. of in the streets? No, no. So this one's like, it's all cartoon animated. I think it came out in like 97 uh, uh-huh. for like the PlayStation one. And like you get to go and it's, it's awesome. Like you're playing, you meet like other superheroes. Like you meet daredevil, you meet like captain America and like you get to see Spider-Man's interaction and you also get to meet like all these villains. And so mm-hmm. you come across, you come across Eddie Brock as venom and you see the kind of relationship and the kind of humor and jokes and like the relationship that the two characters have. And 
it's more lighthearted and more comical. This was like, I want to absolutely murder Spider-Man. And yeah. it was like, that wasn't the point of Venom. Venom was meant to be like an anti-hero. So it's not that right. he's just out to do the worst possible thing. He's out to benefit himself the way a symbiote does. Mm-hmm. And so in this movie, it was like, they they painted him out to be a, the kind of villain that he's really not. And they kind of painted him out to be more of like, if you're familiar with Carnage. Uh, I'm the, so, the that's why I'm excited Carnage. for Venom too. Yeah, and so they're they're integrating him into Venom too, but in the Spider-Man three movie, they made Venom almost be more of the Carnage character that he's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like Venom was scared of Carnage in the comics and in the the games and stuff like that, and so he gets Spider-Man's help to fight Carnage because Carnage is literally like what they made Venom to be of like this monster who's just out to kill and hurt people and do whatever he can, and he's just in it for himself and he's just like a brutal character right and they they kind of did that with with venom and i they didn't, wasn't a they big didn't fan. even really and that's another, that's another thing is they didn't even really announce that this was venom it was just a symbiote that kind yeah, of they never said Eddie venom Brock. in the movie yeah yeah but we know who it is we, right I mean, well yeah you, like, you read had the, the comics yeah but the, like the like, symbiote binds with Eddie Brock, and you pretty much immediately know who yeah. it is, and it's black. Like, right. yeah. so if you are even relatively familiar with Venom as a character in any sense, you know who this is. If you, if, but if you were in 2007 and you watch, you've never read a comic book in your life, but you've just seen the two Spider-Man movies, and you watched the trailer and just saw Venom in them, you would be like, "What the heck is that?" Yeah, that looks like it's. It looks like trash. Yeah. Like so, Venom, Venom in the in the comics was also like a very buff character. Like he was a yeah. big, he was symbiote. Yeah. So, yeah, in Venom, like in the movie Venom, they did a great job, I think, with portraying Venom. But in the Spider-Man Three movie, again, they paint him out to be almost more like Carnage. Like Carnage in the comics is like a lanky kind of character, and when mm-hmm. they do that weird thing where like. Spider-Man like hits all of the the yeah. metal poles and he like spreads out. That's something that like Carnage kind of does. And it's not it it just felt and like the I don't know. I think they just butchered the character for yeah. me and, and I was very bitter of, about it, it. That's part of Sam Raimi's horror background there. Is he want you he tries to make this thing a little bit scary. more scary, yeah. You know, it's yeah. a PG-13 movie and you know, you, you want to Get as much out of it as you can. Yeah, you can't have him decapitating Mary Jane and things like that, but... Yeah. Which he would have. Definitely. Most likely. I mean, especially if... If it was rated R movie. Yeah, but... <laughs> Which I mean, she deserved it. For real. Oh my goodness. Nah, I'm just kidding. She's not that bad. I thought she was annoying. I like, like annoying. No, I <laughs> that's think the, that's I the think charm. Kristen Dunst was probably the best Mary Jane out of any of the movies. Like Zendaya's Mary Jane isn't that bad, but she's not like a Mary Jane. And then Gwen right. Stacy kind of is always annoying. Woman. No matter what, Gwen yeah. Stacy's annoying. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think Kristen Dunst definitely fit the character pretty well. Yeah, I just think that. 
I just found her annoying and whiny and kind of like obviously pretty self-centered because it was like at every single turn, which I guess it's kind of ironic because, you know, Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker, they would have their conversations and, you know, Peter would be like, oh, well, you know, this happens to me all the time. And she's like, well, it's not about you. It's about me. Yeah, it's like, I knew well, you were going to bring that up. You know, it's like, well, you know, that seems kind of self-centered and like. I, think, I know it's ironic, but I don't know. I, I think just think it's, it's self-centered. I think it's Screen Junkies in the Honest trailer for Spider-Man 3. Because it's, it's supposed to be humorous. They kind of mention that line as like the thesis of her character. It's not about you, it's about me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the vibe yeah. that I pick up from her. In pretty much all of the movies. In pretty much all of the movies, that's oh, the yeah. way it felt. She she has not changed in any of the movies. Zero character development. She's just... Yeah. She's the supporting character. She's looking out for number for one, and it's right. her. Alright. The last thing I, I just want to mention... We don't really have to spend that much time on it, but... The CGI in this movie... I don't know. We're looking at it through a modern lens. Also true. But it is a tra- it is somewhat atrocious. There are some I mean, scenes they did pretty well in. I think the the Sandman introduction scene where he's getting all the sand molecules like thrown at him. When they zoom yeah, back out not- and you see his finger like particling away for the first time, I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing on earth. I thought that yeah, was well done. I mean, but yeah, when he's like full Sandman mode, it's just kind of corny. And it's, I think it's especially bad in that opening fight scene between Harry and Peter. Yep. Yeah. And they're like zooming through the alleyways and swinging from buildings and they're trying to get like face shots. Yeah, and Ooh. everything's going kind of berserk. I think if I had to guess, which I could be completely way off, it might have been more of a budget thing to be kind of budget conscious. Also true. Because, be. like, like Austin said, there are some scenes where the attention to detail of the CGI is so solid. Mm-hmm. And then there are others where it's like, did they even try? Yeah. And, like, another scene that kind of pops up plays into the Sandman character. Like, when, when you see his hand start to dissipate into like different particles Mm -hmm. that's really cool and that's a pretty good use of cgi and then when he comes back together uh from sand you see what what looks like really terrible cgi and then you realize that's a very close-up shot of one like sand particle and as Mm -hmm. it zooms out you see all of these sand particles start to form and like come together and i thought that was really well done yeah Yeah, it was it was Um, a really interestingly well done like, full introduction, him becoming Sandman. Yeah. Also, his and costume honestly, was 100% comic accurate, and I appreciated that. Yeah, I did too. And you could tell that that was intentional because he stops by to grab clothes, and mm-hmm. those are the clothes that he grabs. Yep. Um, and so I, I did like that. Um, and I think Venom, at first, was actually a pretty well-done cgi job apart from the way that they made it um very green lantern-esque of it being just like from that 70s show yeah very yeah very scrawny 
you know, and almost like a CGI suit. Apart from that, I think that the way that they detailed uh, his face, even just the symbiote as it moves around, uh, I thought was was pretty well done. Right. Um, but when they went with that monstrous thing of whatever you would call it, Venom goes berserk, I guess. Oh, at the very end? At the very end when, like, Eddie Brock's not even in there, and he's, like, making all these weird screeches that, again, Carnage would make, Venom would not, but I digress. Yeah, Venom I'm had like, a deep what? voice. Yeah, and I'm like, what is going on? Yep. Why is this Why is this happening? Which, it it's, but, again, plays into the director wanting it to make, like, more of a scary movie. Right. Right, so you develop this giant, monstrous character, and... That alone brings some some scary factors of, like, how is Spider-Man supposed to beat this thing? Then he just chucks a grenade in and game over. Which, so. while I was re-watching, the CGI of the grenades, it's kind of rough. While he was holding the grenade in that last scene he was throwing it, you could kind of see the frames for a second catch up with his hand. So it's it's kind of rough. But the smoothest yeah. move ever, when they're fighting in the apartment... He catches the grenade with his web and throws it back. I yeah. still think that was the smoothest fight, like action move ever. Dodge, yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. Throw it back, and the CGI was pretty was pretty solid there. Right, it's yeah, it fluctuated. Yeah, like it could have just been a blur. budget thing. They're just trying to save money where they could. Because I mean, Marvel well, wasn't saying... huge at that point. Yeah, but I mean. It was still a massive movie franchise, and I'm right. just saying, Star Wars came out two years earlier than this, <laughs> and you could tell that it was CGI. But well, that was LucasArts. They went with a ton of robots uh, for as much as they could, and then CGI to fill in the uh, the gaps. Yeah, I mean, of course it's ILM, but I mean, it, that shouldn't the studio should not be the difference. In quality, yeah, I the guess the studio, the stu- the the um, special effects studio should be the difference in time and efficiency. I guess, yeah. I I agree, and and maybe budget. Yeah, I think that honestly is probably the biggest thing with it is there's there's a budget. Lucas Arts at that time probably had a ton more money than Sony did. For movie making purposes, that's what I would think. But but I mean, really, at the time, Lucas Lucasfilm Lucas Arts only had two franchises that made money. Yeah, they had. I that. mean, they made a crap ton of money, but yeah, they <laughs> right. had Star Wars and Indiana Jones. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's a pretty solid, it solid, is a movie. solid movie. There, there oh, are some man. parts where you're like, I definitely want to cringe, and I, right. I don't really like what's going on, but I can't not watch. Right. But, I mean, overall, it's enjoyable. Someday, when we sell merch, <laughs> we're just going to have t-shirts that say solid and brick font on the front. Probably. That's easy to put that, together. I could give you mock-ups That's Richard's rating for, for every movie. That, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've said that about every single movie that yeah. we've done, except for Lord of the Rings. That one I always say I, I say great. 
Yeah. Because those are great. They're great. But this da- Daddy's Home, solid. <laughs> yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, solid. Oh, yeah, my Notice goodness. how if it's not... Pan's Labyrinth. I mean... Fine. <laughs> okay. It's a great. I'm gonna oh, have no. To... I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking the labyrinth, not Pan's labyrinth. They're both good uh, though. Is that the one with David Bowie? The labyrinth. Oh wait, no. I was David thinking Bowie. of Pan's labyrinth. That's the. That's the one in what German, Italian, Spanish, French, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. That Dr- one. Guillermo del Toro. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I really liked it. Yeah, you should check out our podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> plug within our own podcast <laughs> anyway uh i think it's time to move on to what what else we watched this week yeah it's not a long list <laughs> no, no. It, it's the shortest if i could find that sound clip of things we had watched a couple weeks ago i'd probably throw it in here but i don't know where it is <laughs> i'll find it i'm sure uh i'll go first because it won't take that long <laughs> I watched like in the Great British Baking Show this week. <laughs> yeah. And I talked about both of those the last two weeks, and so I'll end it there. Yep. But watch them both. Uh, I can go next, because my list is pretty much non-existent. There's not a single thing that I really watched, um, or at least finished. I started watching Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't finish because we decided to record um, the, the, the Saturday, Saturday special. special. And so it was attempted. I am behind on Black Clover, so I haven't seen any of those. And oh, no. I've been trying to uh, buy a PS5, uh, which is Good luck. definitely not happening. And I also have been playing a lot of Call of Duty, so it, it all got in the way of, of watching movies and stuff. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, I, mine really didn't change much from last week. I... I'm a person that keeps movies or TV shows on in the background, so I just had friends on and Practical Jokers. Just remembered, I watched Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives and uh, Guy's Grocery Games because Guy Fieri is an icon. So I really didn't watch anything super special. And that's the extent of our list. Unspectacular (laughs) week. All right. And then lastly, what movie is coming next week? We, we, we've had some deliberation about this because uh, the movie we wanted to do or that we had uh, said like, I put on the calendar we were going to do, we can't do. It's not available. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Like nope. You can't even hardly buy it as a DVD or anything. Yeah. What we wanted to do was Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can't get it. It's not, it's not streaming. Yeah. They'll have it on Apple. Yeah. Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Yeah. Baloney. But it's coming out the 25th yeah. through the 27th. Oh, how, how does Apple our, just buy Charlie Brown? Because it's Apple. Yeah. Makes sense. They have $3 trillion sitting in an offshore account, you know? They can do whatever they want. So the movie we, we decided we were going to do, because there's really not that many Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. We're going to do... Free birds. Free birds. Free bird. It's I don't even, I think I've seen it one time. It's an it's an animated DreamWorks probably. Looks like DreamWorks. I thought it was. I I've never. Oh, even it might be heard Illumination. of it or seen it. I don't think it's Illumination. I'm gonna look real quick. 
I'm just saying I think... if I if I end up watching this movie and the song Freebird is not in it, any sense, I'm gonna be a little upset. I'm guessing it probably won't. But it's Owen Wilson. Really? Woody, Woody Harrelson. Yep. I did not know that there was that big of a cast, or at least a, a yeah. couple of big name people in that cast, because yeah. I've never even heard of the movie. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it's DreamWorks. It's it's a it's a relativity Rel- relativity 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 studios. Hmm. I think so that might be a, like a Universal a, subdivision. I don't know. Well, in that case, might be. I'm going to go with the assumption that Freebirds is not going to be in the movie um, because I think they probably blew most of their budget getting Woody Harrelson and <laughs> Owen Wilson to, well, <laughs> to be on it. Well, if they are owned, but if they are owned by Universal, they might just have like parent company license. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Anyway, Freebirds next week. Uh, apparently, you can watch Works it free on Hulu. So, yep. Happy Turkey Day, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see you all next week. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Thank see you, you later. all. Say, see you later. <laughs>